Uh, we want to build a strategic plan that can fit in your pocket. But the, the piece that many institutions forget is the students. Boards need to own the mission and vision. They wince for a second, but then they say, yeah, you know. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. On this episode of In the Know, we interviewed Liz Murphy, CEO and Chairman of the Board of Campus Works. Liz was in town for the most recent Governance Leadership Institute, so we talked to her about strategic planning and all that goes into creating a strong strategic plan. I joined Campus Works about eight years ago um, after a couple of decades and um, another kind of associated college and university business on the software side, but I actually began my career in uh, institutional fundraising and spent a good number of years as the executive director of a Northern Virginia Community College Foundation. Um, community colleges have always been a soft spot for me. They're at the soul, I think, of what keeps America working. And Campus Work's goal is to make higher education accessible to everyone. And the way we help our clients to do that is by um, really through organizational development, technology and processes, helping them to get control on their costs so that more money ends up being devoted to the learner instead of the back end uh, of that. So I've spent about, let's just say, 30 plus years in, mm -hmm. uh, in higher education. Well, your experience, uh, it definitely shows. So we're excited to talk to you today about strategic planning. Um, in full disclosure, you are a member of our corporate council. Yes. And uh, we, just for anybody who isn't aware of it, our corporate council is a membership body. Um, and our president and CEO selects companies that have a vested interest and a deep expertise in the community college sector focused on student success. So uh, again, we're really happy to have you here. So let's just get into it. What, what exactly is strategic planning, um, especially through the lens of a community college board and president partnership? Sure. Most institutions, well, let me back up and say that every regional accrediting body requires accredited institutions to have a strategic plan. Um, higher education, no surprise, has tended to build their strategic plans through a painstaking and tedious process that um, when you announce as a president that you're going through a strategic planning cycle typically creates groans and moaning and consternation because it's a series of very long meetings over the course of a year. And at the end of that period of time, usually a massive three-inch inch document is produced. It's put in a three-ring binder and it's put on a shelf. Strategic planning, um, in my view, and having worked with um, nearly 100 institutions over 30 years on strategic planning is a way to focus the institution in a very disciplined way so they can actually get from point A to point B and do it together. Um, so a strategic plan is that plan that supersedes all other plans and it is the work of the college. It's also the way you build that plan brings an institution together and prepares them for transformation. So if you do st the strategic planning process correctly, it becomes more about executing plan the plan and less about uh, how big the document is when you've finished. Um, I like to say to our clients, uh, we want to build a strategic plan that can fit in your pocket. And if it can fit in your pocket, 
you can whip it out and say, yes, this is what we're about. So in every meeting you're in, in every discussion you have, in every, in, in every activity you're going through, you're constantly vetting what you're doing through that discipline. Clients typically are, gener- are generally familiar with what a strategic plan is before you come in, or is there, you know, so like background information that you have to give them for like for what a strategic plan is and should look like? They, so great. The last part of what you said is critically important. Are they familiar with what a strategic plan is? The answer is yes, because they've had to do it for eons. Do they have a good sense of what it should look like? They, most clients have an old fashioned sense of what it should look like. In fact, um, we just had a client who went in front of their state department of education and they're required to have their strategic plan approved by that state board. And the best practice for that state was the typical three inch binder with all the pages and that's what they were sharing with their leadership uh, and the other institutions. And our institution went in with an 18 page printed booklet and that booklet included mission, vision, values, strategies, objectives, metrics, and the entire action plan. It blew people's minds because it was so different. They bring, their staff brings that booklet everywhere they go in the institution now. They, it is their work plan going forward. So typically the, what we have to work on is getting people to understand the power of a strategic plan and not simply a process that means you check a box for the accrediting body, but that it really has value to the institution. That I had a really interesting, unexpected opportunity to uh, witness you facilitating a strategic planning process. And I didn't, I re- Jacob, I didn't really know what it was going to be. And honestly, I thought, oh boy, okay, <laughs> strategic plan. I mean, it's, it sounded to me as if it was going to be very, very broad in general. And it did kind of start that way. It was sort of a, um, what I witnessed was a harvesting of all of these ideas and all this energy and then winnowing it down in a very, um, in a clear process, but in a really, uh, the way it was facilitated, a very um, smooth and organic feeling process that resulted in, again, an action plan that was actually used um, very closely. Everything that was done that followed adhered to it. So that that leads to the question of, for a community college, um, especially, let's say, a college with uh, not a, a huge abundance of resources, mm-hmm. why why is a strategic planning process something that would really be valuable for them and worthy of them committing their time? And who would be involved in the process? Mm-hmm. Who would be involved in the process? Um, it's nothing short of honest to say everyone. So we really focus on uh, faculty, staff, and administrators being involved very regularly, like on a monthly basis with the journey. But the, the piece that many institutions forget is the students. So we talk a lot about student success. And I was just with other uh, very innovative presidents at an institute last week. And they, they said, you know what? We never thought about articulating the kind of experience our students, we want our students to have, and actually giving them a voice in creating that. And so, one of the things that we have done for the last eight years is we begin strategic planning with a defining the student experience workshop which includes faculty staff administration and students all mixed together and they co-create a statement 
about what they want the student experience to be at their institution. And that becomes a foundational piece um, sort of laid in with the mission that is what your strategies and your objectives and your action plan is built on. And those two things are actually supported by your vision and the values of the institution. Um, the other group that really needs to be engaged, particularly at the community college level, is uh, your employers, right? We talk a lot about students getting to completion, and we also talk a lot about putting them on guided pathways so that they can begin with an end in mind and actually get there through the shortest distance, right, the least amount of investment. You have to be really clear about what employers want on the back end, so we engage employers in the process as well. You hinted at, David, this sort of iterative, I call it the waterfall process, where we take whatever was done in the first exercise and iterate down and keep iterating and keep iterating and reminding people why that first level was important. So we constantly go back to the student experience. We don't work with an institution on mission and vision unless we've done the student experience because even the board of trustees needs to commit to that experience. Is that where you want to go? If you agree to that, everything sort of falls out. One of the biggest complaints about strategic planning from faculty and staff is that we sit in meetings for hours and hours. It goes on for a year. We fill up lots of flip chart paper and then when we get the plan it doesn't seem like we even were part of the discussion. It doesn't look like anything that we talked about. So the iteration and the waterfalling and the constant reminding people how they got to the next step that they're in creates a sense of buy-in for, for the process. And so the secret sauce is that you come into the process thinking you're just giving suggestions, and by the end of the process, you've created a cultural, the beginnings of a cultural transformation because now your faculty, staff, and students, and your employers are better educated about what's going on beyond the institution, what are the factors that are impacting the institution. They're more committed to the things that you've selected kind of going forward. And the process is going to be different for every college. Yes. There's a standard methodology that we begin with, and then we tailor that methodology to where uh, institutions are. If you're uh, an Achieving the Dream institution and or a Guided Pathways institution, it's really important that that work gets integrated very tightly into the plan. It's also very important that institutions see the plan as the work of the college. So I constantly say to people, the strategic planning process is not a project with an outcome, you know, fancy document. The strategic plan is the work of the college. And unless you think about it that way, you're never actually going to achieve that vision that you set for yourselves. So at, at what level with uh, working with all these different parties does the board come in? And how, how involved should they be? How aware should they be of these different processes? So um, I have really centered on the fact that um, boards need to own the mission and vision. And that can be counterintuitive for some institutions. It doesn't mean that they create it in a vacuum without input and learning. You know, you can't just walk into a room and say, okay, let's start, what do you think? The board needs to be educated as well as to what's going on within 
the community, the environment, what's happening with other community colleges, where do you want to be? Sometimes when trustees get a little cold feet about being bold, we go back and we do a, a little quick survey with them, anonymous, how bold do you want to be? And what we typically find is they want to be bold on the high end of the scale, but when they're sitting in a meeting and you're facilitating, they're kind of chickening out about being bold. And so you kind of, you have to, that's why having somebody outside the institution help you with the process can be incredibly effective because you can push, I say push on the bruise. You know how, you know, you have a bruise and you push on it, you kind of wince. They wince for a second, but then they say, yeah, you know, we don't want to be just like a, we don't want to be regular. We don't want to just be here and doing the same moves that we've been doing for the last 10 years. And guess what? Enrollments aren't going to change if we do that. And so how are we going to achieve our mission of helping more students if we kind of go through that process? Um, so the board owns mission and vision, but in an iterative way. The board also should be informed as the plan is in development. And the board should participate in the big events that are held. So um, I encourage institutions to have a uh, signature event we call it a future summit a symposium whatever it is that brings your faculty staff students and your outside community together to learn in a series of what we call ed talks and those ed talks are really uh, come from the SWOT exercise that you do so what's hot at your institution right what are the topics that people are really uh, driving uh, toward and what keeps coming up over and over again and then we put them in this ed talk environment and the cool thing is we then have them break out facilitated by members of the college community that have been trained on how to be facilitators of this session and we put them in focus groups and in that mixed group they build impact statements and those impact statements become the basis for iteratively become the basis for strategies. Mm -hmm. Board members should be fully integrated into that process. They also, after the plan is done, need to vet the goals, make sure that the timing and the metrics are designed in a way that everybody's on board. And secondly, they should have a part of their regular agenda that is, again, strategic plan is the work of the college, so they should be seeing the progress towards those goals. Not at the end of the year, because it's not a project. It is the work of the college. So every board meeting should have something going on that sort of reports back. What do they not do? It's not the trustees' responsibility to set the strategy, but it is their job to approve the strategy. It is not their job to write the action plan, but it is their job to be sure that the in concert with the leadership of the institution, those actions are actually driven in a way that the strategies can be accomplished through the objectives. So you mentioned SWOT, and just for anybody who isn't aware of that, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yeah. And um, again, so that that's an important part of this process, I think, uh, a foundational part. And so that kind of brings me to, um, this just recently came up in another meeting and um, several people weren't aware of, of what that stood for. Mm -hmm. So um, that brings me to the question of uh, any party that's 
conducting a strategic planning process. Some will be inclined to do it themselves, and some will be inclined to bring in a facilitator. Why do you think it's really useful to bring in somebody who understands the process and the methodologies as opposed to necessarily just a group getting together and making a plan? Um, I think most importantly, um, it's the time on task. So um, we really appreciate that pretty much everybody at the community college is doing two or three jobs. That's just how it's been. And if you load on strategic planning on top of that, um, it takes a much longer time to complete the process. Two, if I go back to pushing on the bruise, it's very difficult for somebody inside the organization to respectfully and professionally call out individuals who are struggling with change and struggling to see the institution in another place. Three, institutions need to be constantly reminded about what's happening in the external environment and sometimes they get so comfortable in the role they're playing in their community that they're willing to go slower without even realizing they're going more slowly. We had an institution who said, you know, we want to have OER, open educational resources, right, which are resources available online to all students at little or no cost. So it takes thousands of dollars out of the equation for them in terms of what it costs to go to college. And this institution said, well, we're going to be there by 2025. And I had to say to them, I'm thrilled this is on your list, but you're already seven years behind. So 2025, not an option for you. And they were like, what? So you you sort of have to bring them back in and say, hey, let's line up because we want you to be competitive, right? We want you to be out there. We want the students you serve to feel like they're getting the best of the best and that you're as bold as you can possibly be in the process. Interesting uh, to me, that, that last point, because the, uh, the strategic planning process that I witnessed you conducting, you also encouraged this group of people to develop something they never forgot, which was their, as you put it, big, hairy, audacious goal, yeah. kind of a guiding North Star, something you may not accomplish, but should always remain oriented toward. Right. So how do you balance those two things? Um, So the BHAG is actually a concept that came from, I think Jim Collins was the first one that created Big Hairy Audacious Goal. Um, Isn't it exciting to be part of something that drives you to something that you can't necessarily see? You think like, wow, that would be so cool if we could get there, right? And then you kind of back up and you go, whoa, I don't see how we can get there. Higher ed is sometimes afraid to say, I want to go there, but I have no idea how to get there, right? The the big, hairy, audacious goal is that thing in the future, that point of light that everybody sees as so valuable to the constituents they serve that they're totally bought into it. The iterative steps they make with their strategic plan, with the actions, with the objectives, that's what gets them closer and closer and closer to that goal. And it really creates a fervor and a good fertile ground for transformation. And honestly, if community colleges don't focus on transformation right now, they're going to be subsumed. Every institutional segment is struggling with that. And frankly, I personally believe community colleges are in a much better 
position to transform than for your privates, some others who still haven't gotten the fact that they have to be more adaptable. You know, the big, hairy, audacious goal is that thing that people go, yeah, that's huge, but I'm so proud to be part of dreaming that, that people get on board. And that's why they remember it, David. The big, hairy, audacious goal in part is uh, that these institutions, all higher ed institutions, have to drive towards something that may for many at this point seem indecipherable or impossible. It's just constant transformation and change. So as far as, um, first of all, that tells me (laughs) some planning would be a good idea. (laughs) But also, um, it it brings up the question of a strategic plan, should it be... um, comprehensive and should it be very general and institution-wide and and even philosophical? It's different for every institution. Sometimes when you look at uh, a peer institution strategic plan, you'll wonder, wow, why is technology one of their four key strategies? That seems kind of like operational. If you have a dearth of technology at your institution and you're not able to meet faculty and student and administrative needs with your technology foundation, you can't build on the next level, right? So sometimes what looks like a basic strategy to you is a huge lift for another institution. So I wouldn't be shy about saying, you know, we're concerned that our strategy looks like it's not uh, very bold. You sometimes, I have a concept um, called year zero. And year zero is a concept that says, this is is where we wanna go, but in this first year of strategic planning, we have so much foundational work to do. We're gonna call it year zero and not pretend that we're ready to come out full tilt. No, we have to, we, we have to plow the field, we have to fertilize the soil, we have to, we have to get everything ready. So the next year, we start really heading t- forward to those to those metrics. So yes, a strategic plan is specific. Everybody should be clear by the time the action plans are written, who's doing what when, and they institutionally shouldn't be making stuff up on the side and saying, yeah, well, I know what the plan says, but we're gonna work on this over here. And why is that? You need every resource you can devoted to driving toward those strategies and that big, hairy, audacious goal. For more information on CampusWorks, you can check out their website at www.campusworksinc.com. Remember to subscribe so you're notified when we release new episodes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.